Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Andrew Millar. Andrew, are you ready to do this? I am ready, George. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, it's great to have you. Andrew is a franchise sales specialist at Ubreak iFix. He's a business development leadership and business and customer service uh, business expert. I'm excited to have you on the show. Andrew, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. I'm very, very kind with the words of an expert. I'm definitely um, <laughs> learning, learning as I go in the industry, but... Yeah, on, on the personal side, I, I grew up in Scotland for 25 years, born and raised in a town called Dundee, and um, fairly, fairly small, um, kind of in the middle of the heart of Scotland, near Edinburgh, the, the capital, if anyone's been there. Uh, my beautiful wife's American. I moved here in 2015, and we live in Orlando, Florida. We just had a baby girl this year, our first kid. So nice. life is busy. Thank you. Yeah, life is busy. Life is uh, it's full. It's fun. Um, been working from home for the last since March. You know, obviously people are probably fed up of hearing the word pandemic, so I apologize. But um, been working from home and um, hobbies I like to do. I, I'm big into golf. It's probably my DNA. Come from Scotland. I am very bad at it, but I do like to go and kind of chug the grass and spend some time in the bunkers every so often. Uh, my dad grew up in Canada, so anyone in Canada on the call and. Um, definitely close to home my, my dad grew up in calgary so i'm into ice hockey as well and that's a little bit about about me nice i appreciate that so a little bit of golf a little bit of hockey and living in florida so you know what you guys you guys have you guys are the stanley cup champions down 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 in, in tampa well, bay so that's that's got to we'll be an exciting we'll thing take- yeah i like yeah. it <laughs> so andrew um, I, I just this is just sort of a sort of an off the wall question. Are there franchises in Scotland? There are. Yeah, there's actually there's actually quite a few now. You break I think specifically who who I, I I work with and work for. There's not, but the terms of the, the big names, the McDonald's of the world, the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh-huh. You know, you name it. If you were to go on Entrepreneur 500, the kind of most common franchise brands you'll find probably the top, actually the top 10 or top 20 on there, you would find. Um, I know Tim Hortons as well is in, is in Scotland too. So yes, there's a lot of a lot of brands. We do in Scotland like to eat um, a lot of fast food. So there's a lot there. As that question left, left uh, as those words left my mouth, I'm like I'm exposing myself as being extremely, uh, extremely ignorant. But you know what? I I just don't know the answer, so I'm going to go ahead and ask. So I've been asked many times, so you're good. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. I'm in I'm in good, stupid company. <laughs> so so in 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 terms of franchising, um, I don't know that there's a good way to sort of jump into it. Um, how? And, and I'm sure that, that that everything is relative, depending on what the actual brand is. Um, but how 
how just what's what's top of mind for you right now when when you're thinking about franchises? Are franchises doing great? Are some struggling and some are doing great? Yeah, I think it's really across the board, George. I think I get the nail on the head. So in in general, I think especially kind of March, April, May, when I think it was kind of the, the worst hit times. If you had, I think, a retail space where customers were coming in, like the, the food industry, I think they were probably hit the, the worst, unfortunately. we've With our brand, we've got a lot of owners with multi-unit backgrounds who have different brands under their under their portfolio. So just talking with them who, who have food were, there was some, yeah, just very, un, 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 not unfair, but just not fun conversations with, with their brands. And, but I think, depending i think if you're in the cleaning business i think you're obviously thriving just now yeah i think if you're in a business that the government require to have open you were i think in some capacity pretty safe and so i I guess relating to us we were we were very thankful to be in an industry where repair was seen as a necessity and by homeland security back in march they, they announced that and We've uh, we've kind of been, I guess, I'm air quoting here with my hand. We were as normal as possible with our business being in the repair space. It's, it's. I don't know anybody in my family or friends or network that have a landline. So having a smartphone that needs repaired or a TV or a laptop for working from home was just a big thing that was needed. Yeah, certainly uh, for Americans, we require our uh, smartphone. So there's no two ways about that. That is as essential as it gets. So I think that, that makes sense. Um, so when, when, when you're talking to people who are considering a franchise, do you have a certain, certain conversation that you like to go through, uh, to identify, are you an entrepreneurial person? What, 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 what kind of lifestyle are you looking for? How do you help evaluate people? Yeah. I, so I usually spend the first five, 10 minutes on, we call them our initial calls, just understanding if this would be the right fit for somebody to your point, George, if this would be the right fit for somebody's career path they want to do, whether they want to develop it with a family member. We've got, they call themselves corporate refugees that have franchised with us over the years that have just done really well in the corporate world and spent 20 or so years or 10, 10 or so years and they want to own their own business. We also, as I mentioned, I think briefly, we have owners that have other franchise brands, but they want to diversify their portfolio. And I think being in the electronic space, which is very young, always growing, and I think there was an appeal there. So my goal is just to answer, you know, and kind of d- dive deeper into your, to what you said. Is this going to be the right fit for somebody? Do they have a passion for really customer service? That's kind of the bread and butter of our industry is how well can you take care of the customer? We can train someone how to do repair all day long, but training someone to, I guess, to, to be nice and have that DNA can be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. All right. So in terms of these corporate refugees, I, I, I can definitely see um, where it would be valuable for somebody who's worked at one of our large, you know, let's just, say a large fortune 500 company they've had a great career but they, they realize this is not the kind of lifestyle they're 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 not going to be ceo of of procter and gamble for example so they start to look at um at different opportunities what 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 do you really point to as 
the main benefits to franchising for somebody like that? Yeah, I think the, I guess one, a lot of times like I hear it's just being my own boss. You probably hear this a lot on your own, your, your, uh, your podcast, your show is just having, I guess, the flexibility to manage your own schedule and have, to your point, maybe not being the CEO of a large Fortune 500, so maybe realistic in the next 10 years. So being able to pivot and look at franchising as that opportunity to own your own business, literally have ownership in a, in a brand that's growing nationwide, that's in almost every state now. Um, so for that, I, I think, as I say, flexibility is key. Um, I think also having the ability to impact the local community that you care about or the local state that you're in. I think there's a feel-good factor with that. If you can have a piece of ownership in a brand that you are passionate about, that you care about the industry, I think that's very appealing to a lot of owners we've had come on board from that corporate world, from Wall Street. We've had owners from high up in Tesla join us, and they've been passionate about people, and the community they live in into, I guess, the icing on the cake is if they can have ownership in this brand, it's just been, it's really been a win-win situation. And I think also too, starting your own thing can be just from talking with family and friends that have done it. My brothers and started companies. It can be hard starting it from the ground up. So having a franchise where the industry is already moving in that direction, they have systems in place, they have training to offer, they have marketing support, lease support for looking at a location and sending customers your way to, you know, already having that name in the market is I think something that's very appealing to people from the corporate world. Yeah, that makes sense because they're certainly used to having systems and having the existing brand and, and understanding, okay, here's what my function is inside of this 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 big organization versus if you're just, you know, starting some business from scratch, you're having to do every single thing um, from setting up the banking and the accounting and the marketing and the brand and da-da-da-da-da. There's a million things, and I think that that probably is a good reason. And those are probably a lot of the reasons why so many small businesses fail versus um, a lot of the reasons that, success of a franchise is probably statistically a lot higher than just a regular business. I would, I would have to agree with that. And maybe, maybe that comes across slightly biased because I, I'm in the franchise industry, but just being in the industry for the last few years. And I think the way I always mention it to prospects looking at the brand is we, we've written a playbook that we've done for the last 11 years, since 2009, we've, got just under 600 stores open if you copy the playbook you know add your own add your own twist to it whether it's the employees you hire or the marketing strategy you want to apply locally but follow the playbook and you can't really go wrong with that we've uh, i think we've got a pretty pretty solid playbook we've written with with our brand yeah that's always a whenever i'm speaking to somebody about having an opportunity some kind of an entrepreneurial opportunity with a really established brand, and you could probably use um, just from a, a financial standpoint because that's that, that's the industry that, that I come from. I, I always like to think and talk about opening up a State Farm franchise, and with restaurants, it would be opening a McDonald's franchise. It's like number one, you're not going to be able to change anything with how you're marketing or 
how how the burger tastes, but why would you want to? Because these are two franchises that have proven to be effective. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so there's I'm sure there's opportunities to personalize certain things, but but why would you mess up what is already a a a, a successful formula recipe for for a great lifestyle and income? Yeah, yeah, and. I, I think you, you you said it perfectly. I think one one thing I think just to add for um, for what we've seen over the years is we are very open as a team as a corporate organization to owners that are doing something really well that maybe we've not thought of or they tweak something slightly. We love feedback. We actually do a weekly communications email to all of our owners across the country asking for like what's working best, whether it's on the employee side. The marketing strategy locally, we, we want to learn. You know, we are not uh, we're not arrogant. We've not figured everything out. There's always customers changing their demands, their requirements, their needs. So, and um, we we like to have an open, I guess, relationship with our franchise owners. And that certainly makes sense too. I mean, that's that's for lack of a better term, that's boots on the ground and people who are actually interfacing with with all the customers. And I I mean, geez, all the is 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 the majority of the work that you break I fix, is it fixing smartphones? It, so I would say the majority and it'll vary from state to state, but you know, most consumers just like you and me uh, have smartphones. Probably if you, if you're an average family of four, you probably have at least four smartphones <laughs> in the house. Right. And um, so I would definitely say that was probably our number one um, repair that we see across the board in the U S and Canada, where we have our, 600 stores but we fix anything with a power button okay so there are certain markets whether it's a student population you're tapping into that has more laptop repair or xbox or playstations but yeah there's on average there's around 12 devices in the household and that'll vary slightly from family to family but that that we can fix so really anything attached to the wi-fi george we we kind of see coming into our store Nice. All right. So on average around, well, not necessarily average, but commonly there's around 12 devices within a home that that are within your wheelhouse to fix anything that connects to Wi-Fi. I appreciate that. I would imagine, um, and I'm just, this is just going to be purely anecdotal from my experience, that it used to be um, maybe five years ago that every time that your cell phone plan came up, you would get a new cell phone. And now it seems like that's not the case anymore. And it also seems like the phones are becoming more expensive. Therefore, I would imagine that, that you're looking at that as just an even better opportunity for, for your brand. It, it is. It's the, the wireless industry is an, an incredible industry. We've got quite a lot of owners from the Verizon world that are owners with, with our brand and, and Sprint owners across the country and, few other ones and yeah they they used to subsidize and you probably recall this not that long ago about five or six years ago they did subsidize pricing so it, it was very very hard to understand what was the upfront cost well now as you know very well with being a, a smartphone user like everybody in the country you know what you're paying for so I, I think now more than ever customers are holding on to devices longer mm-hmm they don't want to drop another $1,000 or, you know, $800 on a new phone. So they are holding onto devices. That's just a fact across the country. And so more customers now are actually adding on insurance 
to their devices, which is where we come in with Asurion. And we are we are actually under the under the Asurion umbrella. We were acquired last year. Probably one of our biggest announcements we'll have, I think, for a long time, is joining that family. Who they they have 150 million customers in the U.S. and the likes of Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, Samsung, Lenovo, you name it. A lot of large clients of theirs, and they do insurance work for, and we are the go-to for quite a few of their clients for repair got it so that's that's that, that's interesting so when somebody has um that it's 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 called insuron asurion and my accent thick, so i apologize <laughs> if i'm, if I'm so, coming across like so what, all this right anybody now. with yeah. a cell phone that has asurion when it breaks and it's not a total loss they say hey go to where you break i fix and they'll take care of it for you yeah, specifically right now we're working. It's, it's obviously a new announcement. It was August of last year that we we were acquired by Asurion. They've been a partner of ours since 2016, so we know them very well. Uh, we're the only franchise brand they work with. So if, if you're a customer, specifically right now with AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, uh, you've got Samsung Care or Google Care or Cricket Wireless, US Cellular, there's other ones, not to, not to bore everyone to death, but you are uh, probably going to be sent to a local store with U-Break i6, or we also have U-Break i6 vans that can come to your place of business or your home and fix devices in your driveway if you feel more comfortable with not leaving the house. Nice. All right. So, so we're, we're, go ahead. I was going to say, we are just trying to give as many options to customers as possible. That's the, that's the main two, though, is you come to us for a repair, or if you're like, hey, I, I don't want to leave the house, we'll come to you and fix the device in the driveway. Yeah, nice. All right, so somebody's listening and say, this sounds pretty cool. What is a, tell me the process for actually, there's a conversation about the fit. What what kind of financials are, are, are we talking about to start a U-Break iFix? Um, or what are the requirements to start a franchise with U-Break yeah. iFix? Yeah, great. And probably the most common question we get on our initial calls. Um, so you're looking at around 150,150 in funding that each prospect should have for for a U-Break iFix store. And that covers everything from franchise fee, training of your team for six weeks, the build-out cost, you name it, everything, including the first three months of rent and marketing. And, and we we typically have multiple options for an owner whether they want to use you know a 401k rollover whether they want to use a loan completely up to them how they want to do it but 150 um, is what we we typically see a you break i fix gap and running for it, it varies slightly depending on what state you're in but that's kind of the the average we've seen nice okay fair enough i like it well andrew savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them difference making tip I think take your take your time looking at different franchise options. There's a website called the IFA, International Franchising Association. I think on there right now, there's about 4,000 franchise opportunities. So even with prospects that give our give our team a call or go on our website and look for franchising, I mean it's a it's a big commitment. Either starting your own business or or even joining a brand that's established. So my biggest tip is do your due diligence. Talk with owners that are in that brand as you do your due diligence and, you know, ask, ask those questions, you know, what's 
pre-COVID, you know, how are you doing with the business? What's post-COVID been like? Um, are you liking the business that you're in? Would you, would you do it again if you could kind of rewind back time? So I think a lot of people get in the honeymoon stage too early in, in the process. I always tell people, take a, take a deep breath and just make sure that you're joining a brand that you're 100% invested in. Like that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Yeah, I think that that's wise I think that that's really wise counsel right there. So I appreciate it. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how, how can people uh how can people connect with you for a conversation? Yeah, on a on a personal note, you can reach me at a dot Miller and that's spelled M I L L A R. It's a Scottish spelling at youbreakifix.com. It's all lowercase. If you want to just check out the website, it's youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising. And also there's a lot of uh, social media uh, platforms that we use with YouTube with videos on there just to get an understanding of some owner interviews that we have. But yeah, I would go on youbreakifix.com and just check out the website. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrew your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go check out the website, and I'm going to spell it for you. It's the letter U-B-R-E-K-I-F-I-X.com. Thanks again, Andrew. Thank you so much, George. Have a great day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.